0: Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Barbara. And we're here with our misogynist of the week this week. Sometimes my favorite time. So only because sometimes it's feast or famine and to like this week was a bit of a famine, but we found one for you.
1: <laughs> I think we should start crowdsourcing them sometimes being like, yo,
0: I, I tried that. Yeah. but this is what happens. It has to be the misogynist of the previous week. Mm, yeah, and yeah, yeah. people will send like a misogynist from like two years ago oh or and it has to be something identifiable so if mm-hmm. it's just some rando at like your like your post office or whatever i don't care that's no. not going to be our misogynist it has to of the be week. like but i would love to province yeah i would love to crowdsource to it but the last time i did that okay from now on if you guys have misogynist of the week ideas let me put down the criteria okay number one it can be misogyny and something else. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. just straight misogyny. Number two, it has to be it has to be a story. Like it has to come with a story, and it has to be a story from the previous week. So we record on Sundays. Uh, so today is Sunday, the twenty fourth of November. It has to be from the seventeenth to the twenty fourth of November. And number three. It has to be somebody recognizable. Sometimes we do uh, organizations. Mm -hmm. So this week, our misogynist of the week is basically Hollywood film casting. Yeah, and execs. And execs. So see, recognizable, not just one, because it's structural. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's our misogynist of the week. That's our misogynist of the week criteria. And if you see something that's really misogynist and somebody in like Kamloops, BC and like somebody in Texas and somebody in England and somebody in Kenya would like recognize them yeah. or at least recognize the structure.
1: Or if it's a story, like if yeah. it's a local story, but like is like
0: enough yeah. to
1: have a conversation about. Right. Senator so,
0: for example local story let's say you live in like wherever you live what if let's say um women showed up in just bras and protested something mm-hmm. that would be a story yeah and it would be included even I'm if we don't the, know the person i'm all for who's the, the topless the movement
1: to be honest so
0: well stay tuned <laughs> uh, <laughs> so hollywood execs hollywood Um, casting agents specifically is our misogynist of the week are our misogynists of the week and it is because what was revealed to us this week in a recent interview with focus features gregory Allen howard the screenwriter behind 2019's harriet tubman biopic harriet dropped a bombshell howard who is a black man and who has been working for some time for more than two decades to get Tubman's story to the big screen, said that when he first started this journey in 1994, a studio executive suggested that Julia Roberts, that a 27-year-old ingenue starring with Nick Nolte, of all people.
1: <laughs>
0: I, yeah. Barbara's like, I don't know who that is. I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> should portray the former slave freedom fighter and abolitionist and i'm like how the fuck were they going to do that without blackface oh
1: <laughs> it was either they were going to do it in blackface or not and when someone so basically how when this was happening no when someone pointed out that julia roberts can not be harriet because she's not black the exec responded by saying it's so long ago no one's going to know the difference
0: motherfucker like there are layers to this story there's so many layers uh number one studio execs are dumb fox and number two judging from the way the movie industry is going they don't even know their own industry so there's that so it's like how Victoria's. you know what okay i'm gonna sidebar this you know victoria's secret is not going to do the Victoria's Secret uh, one-way show anymore <laughs> because Victoria's Secret has been losing money hand over fist because the I what the idea of feminine and the, the resurgence of feminism has encouraged women and younger women of Gen Z, I know you're a cusper. I'm a cusper. Uh, <laughs> and millennial women to really love their bodies as is. Yeah. And Victoria's Secret was very much the Brazilian, you know, like floss up your ass type show everything and every bone on your body type of idea of womanhood. And apparently because of that, because that shift has because that shift has been made, they've been losing money hand over fist. Okay, that's an aside. And just to as an example of how not keeping up with current trends means that you're putting like these people are putting their own businesses in danger. So carry on. Um, Did I say something or was that? You me? were saying something. I was, I was carrying on. Sorry. Now, Barbara, though that was appalling mm-hmm. what you just described. Mm-hmm. It is so unbrand for Hollywood, which explains a lot. I, I thought this might be one. Okay, following the black exploitation films and Richard Pryor comedies of the 70s and 80s, uh, there was a time when Eddie Murphy was one of the only black A-listers getting work and Spike Lee, one of the few prolific black directors. Um, By the way, Spike Lee made that genre for himself, by the way. The Do the Right Thing, Mm -hmm. um, uh, Jungle Fever, et cetera, et cetera. The cinema landscape for black films shifted drastically in the 90s. However, in mainstream African-American cinema, the struggle for black images in Hollywood, Wendy Sung wrote 1991 proved to be a groundbreaking year with 12 films directed by black people and 20 some other productions that starred or had significant roles for black actors. But that didn't last. Number one. Um, and the predominantly black films that were being funded were the ones with the inner sh- in the inner city for men, for men by men. Mm-hmm. So think of the late, oh sadly late, John Singleton's acclaimed Boys in the Hood, yeah. and then although w- higher learning wasn't like that, or it was, it was because it, was. it centered yeah, a man. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. it was. Never mind. Menace to Society. Okay, I am a Menace <laughs> to Society stan. I am a stan of Menace to Society and the soundtrack. Okay. And Mario Van Peeble's New Jack City, another classic. But yes, they're all from the men, the male, a black male's perspective. Uh, films that highlighted black women and showed historical figures like Cassie Lemon's eve's bayou oh she did harriet i've seen Eve's Bayou, by the way mm. or hbo's the josephine baker story came later in the decade or found a home on network television instead of cinema houses even as black actors such as denzel washington and halle berry cracked the ranks of a-listers in mostly mainstream films i also want to note that oprah is behind a lot of those films mm-hmm. like in either financing or connecting people to financing but backing black women's stories. I think she did one with Henrietta Locks, the woman who I think it's Locks, the woman who um whose cancer cells were oh, used. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, um Henrietta Locks, sorry. Yeah,
1: the but it's like the um, I know exactly what so you're talking So in about.
0: 1951, a young mother of five named Henrietta Lacks visited Johns Hopkins complaining of vaginal bleeding. Upon examination, um, there was a large tumor on her cervix. Uh, Johns Hopkins, at the time, was one of the few hospitals to treat poor black people. Uh, basically, Mrs. Lacks' cells from a tissue swab were unlike any other where other cells would die, Mrs. Lack's cells doubled every mm-hmm. 20 to 24 hours. They are even nicknamed the HeLa cells. That's, that's what, what you're trying that's to remember. That's what i to remember. And was used to study the effects of toxins, drugs, hormones, and viruses on the growth of cancer cells without experimenting on humans. Yeah. Till this day, they have used her cells and she and her family have received shit Zilch. okay so oprah was there's there's a netflix i feel like it's netflix Something or no, is HBO. Coming. has it
1: already come out though? yeah there's okay. there's
0: one on, i think netflix
1: or hbo because i think i learned about the history of this through a podcast yeah i'm trying to remember which but yeah
0: yeah so those um those female those black female protagonist films uh we do have to thank Oprah for a lot of them and we have to thank people around her circle like black people around her circle yeah. and and stuff like that i'm Eva. just putting it out
1: there ava and Eva, a yeah Eva Duvernay, like, is a great is example
0: a fantastic example of that yeah so by the early knots i'm gonna use that forever <laughs> okay aside from the near frantic production levels from tyler perry studios Diverse and inclusive stories in mainstream Hollywood were virtually non-existent. So I also want to break and talk about Tyler Perry and Tyler Perry Studios. I think he is one of the most successful, um, not directors, playwrights or, or, yeah, because he started writing, Medea was a play.
1: Yeah, and then it was transformed into a movie. Yeah.
0: Okay, is Tyler Perry just fucking, like, doing everything right now? Yeah, so Tyler Perry's studios were used in this week's Democratic debates, which were held in Atlanta. So they had the Democratic debates in Tyler Perry's studios. So let's take a minute and think about that shit. Let's think about the layers of power and privilege that he just broke through right there. Um, And apparently... He's helping some American couple held hostage in Mexico in a Mexican hospital by paying $14,000 in their medical bills. So there's that. He just got a a star on the Walk of Fame, I believe. I did not know that. I,
1: I know about his studio because it was really like it was a big deal when it opened. And the studio is on a former plantation. Oh, that's some trolling shit. Yeah, it's, it's a very impressive studio. And I think it's one of the biggest studios and in the world now. And just,
0: it's beautiful. And he will still say that he's ignored in Hollywood.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: But he's also been very bad for black women. That's a whole other thing. Uh-huh. No, no, no. Let's put it down go ahead
1: no, no he has been like his representation of black women in media has not been in any way shape or form um complimentary he's not great for that his storylines around black women um are very um he basi- his black female char- characters are usually caricatures of black women
0: Medea is definitely a caricature of black women. Mm-hmm.
1: But and even when he writes for other people, like when he's not writing for himself. So like there's a film with Taraji P. Henson. Acrimony. Oh my God. No. I've never watched this movie, Neither but have I. if you listen to the read, the podcast, yeah. they troll this movie so much because they genuinely don't know what happened. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They've watched it. Oh my they have no idea how it ends. So he's also developed several television shows including the House of Pain I can do bad all by myself Mm. she was in that movie so that was his 2000 play Yeah, Um, and that's when Medea came on and yada 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 anyway Tyler Perry is um, an interesting character character anyway all this to say that um, black movies and black female protagonists in these movies are still rare. And to be honest, um, Julia Roberts, right, we got to come back to that. So black films hit the notorious glass ceiling in a double sense. That is, black films are limited to roughly a dozen mostly black male-directed productions a year, with the overwhelming majority of them relegated to budgets well below $30 million. So even if they do get a green light, they're, they are chronically underfunded by design. So what we're basically trying to say is... If you look at like things like um, Scarlett Johansson's role in Ghost in a Shell, for example, um, we begin to understand and look at representation as the issue. It is not that it is not just that Scarlett Johansson playing any sort of you know marginalized character is laughable in itself because the woman, the woman's acting is questionable to say the (laughs) least. Um, It is, it is that, you know, it's fine to say that any actor can play anything if it, wait, wait, Mm -hmm. if it's a level playing field, but it never is a level playing field. So we not, we got to get rid of that.
1: This story, to be honest, when I first read it, I had to read it three times to be like, no, I didn't read that right
0: oh but you did
1: no i didn't read that right and then i was like oh yeah no i read that right and then the more i read about it the weirder it got but also it wasn't exactly the most surprising thing like it wasn't like once i sat down and thought about it i was like yeah i can see how like this could happen but it's also um it's again underlining that black history like in the context of the states of course like black history is american history but it's often treated as the other the other and because these people don't know the
0: the same way we talk about indigenous history in canada as though as though like it's a separate tier yeah yeah and that's how once they separate you that's how they can defund Mm -hmm. you and because you're a separate entity exactly
1: and like the fact that Harriet Tubman, who is seen as, like, this really big figure in history, this exec was like, I eh, don't know who that is. And even if I, and even when he was corrected, had the gall to say, no one's
0: going to remember, so it's fine, was just like... Yeah, nobody's going to notice no one's that gonna Harriet remember. Tubman has red hair. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me right now? It's... Okay. It's one of so, those things- So they would have to do blackface on her. But that's,
1: that was a question, is like would you have opted for the blackface route or would you have just opted for
0: the whitewashing? Either way... Oh, like, good Lord. Yeah. That is the choice. Are it we going to whitewash this or are we going to blackface this? It, it it's, Well, we I know was, what Trudeau would have chosen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that so will Eric never get
0: old. Never. <laughs> I'm going to bring that up when I'm like 90. I'm going to be like, remember Justin Trudeau and his blackface? Yeah uh remember he did his knees too you know that would be me it it was very thorough so i got it so let me add a little Mm couleur to this no no to this to this to this story so now you're gonna love this story when the hungarian state opera's white cast of singers came together in budapest earlier this month this was in april of this year to revive a production of George Gershwin's opera, Porgy and Bess, they received letters carrying an unusual request from the Hungarian state opera's general director, right? Mm -hmm. To declare themselves black. That's what he asked them to do, the cast. So let, let me, yes, let me, seeing as that, I see your puzzle. Yeah, your puzzled face. Wait, if you I'll say it again. If you see
1: my face. <laughs> I'll say
0: it again. So the Hungarian State Opera's general director, who the year before, last year, defended the company's decision to perform the work with white singers against the wishes of the Gershwin estate, decided that to fix this, he was just going to get, he, he was just going to get, white actors to lie and pretend they're black again i'm not sure how this would work out because i'm like you didn't think this through did you because it's either you're gonna whitewash it or it's gonna be blackface hello this is how blackface continues to happen okay wait okay go mm-hmm. ahead go ahead I'm it's just like how, i'm not done i'm not done how did you wait how did we get there now, oh now wow. this is how we got here Porgy and Bess mm-hmm. which is if you know anything about like I my dad is a big old cinema fan, black and white, old Hollywood. So basically I've the reason I know about these things is because they've been adapted, right? Mm-hmm. But Porgy and Bess was is an opera that tells the story of an African-American community's struggles with violence and racism. Mm-hmm. R- so this was written by the Gershwins. Yeah right Mm -hmm. George Gershwin famously turned down companies that wanted to perform the opera in blackface oh I also want to say by the way even Gershwin knew that that in 1935 blackface was wrong but apparently Trudeau couldn't figure it out when he was 29 okay anyway um like I said never get old so George Gershwin's famously turned down companies that want to perform the opera in blackface and his, his, his estate mm-hmm. stipulates that the work should be performed by an all-black cast only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. He put this, like the estate, he put this in his will. Yeah. Like, you can't fuck with this, right? Well. Carmen is another black um, opera. Mm-hmm. Carmen is... I, yeah, I, wish, I like Carmen. I
1: really like Carmen. I wish there was more. I saw the Dorothy
0: Dandridge <laughs>
1: Like, God. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A, it was bride. amazing.
0: I'm a fan of Dorothy dancers I'm just saying. Yeah, and Humphrey amazing. Bogart and Jane. Anyway, go on, Joan. Call Joan, Joan. You know. Anyway, go on.
1: <laughs> No, but it, it it just shows the blatant disregard for someone's like that's what art.
0: I'm, but that's what I'm talking about. It is the blatant disregard of us, of. Yeah. Black people in general, Mm -hmm. this is this is this happens not because black people. Like there's like this misunderstanding and somebody didn't think and they didn't mean to. I'm tired of people who saying, well, they didn't mean to. Who gives a fuck what their intention is when the effect is what we bear the brunt of? Mm-hmm. We don't bear the, f- the brunt of your intent. We yeah. bear the brunt of the effects mm-hmm. of what actually happens. Anyway, so anytime you hear somebody say, well, we didn't mean to be sexist, racist, homophobic, Islamophobic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera who gives a fuck because it's still racism just because Mm -hmm. you did not or homophobia or Islam. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to blow. Like, come on. Anyway, that's my thing. (laughs) So I am just the fact that even George Gershwin, okay, not, not only had to put this in his will, but that there is still blatant disregard of his wishes because His wishes are for his play to have an all-black cast. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like even the conversation
1: around. uh, So they're remaking uh, West Side Story. Oh, are they? Yeah, they're remaking it for 2020. Spielberg, I think, is making it.
0: Uh, Okay.
1: Yeah, I know. No,
0: I mean, it's not bad. no but it's it's an
1: interesting choice yeah for west side story yeah it's
0: just Uh, like why not um uh, emmanuel miranda yeah i don't know (laughs) i mean it would have been a good choice i think you would have been the first on my list uh but
1: for example like they're remaking west side story up steven spielberg i haven't heard about this man in since amistad uh i think he made something i don't know He's, oh, yeah, he's he made done, all those Leonardo he's DiCaprio or a lot of stuff, yeah, I he, don't know. He keeps winning stuff, so he's there.
0: Well, he is a favorite.
1: Yeah. Um, but they're remaking West Side Story, and this time it's all Latinx actors playing the Port- Puerto Rican roles.
0: So, like... It's about fucking time. It is. I'm sorry. There's only so much Natalie Wood could do. <laughs> only so much. Okay. Like, oh, West Side Story is... Oh, my gosh. Speaking of Latin... Rita Moreno. Thank you. I love Rita Moreno. Thank you. Love that woman. Rita Moreno. Um, I will say, too, the Cosby show, when it was running, did a really good job of bringing on these these actors and playwrights and theater mm-hmm. and people of color. Yeah. So that's how I was introduced to Rita Moreno.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And so, like, but she came out of the original West Side Story.
1: Yeah. Um, but she... so. It's really like,
0: I feel like Rita Moreno like needs to be like casting director directed or something. <laughs> oh, she's amazing. She's have you fucking amazing? Have you
1: watched like the new version of One Day at a Time? No. So she's in that. She's f- phenomenal. Awesome. Um, and it's a really good show. It's a really really good show, and it was I'm sleeping so on it, aren't I? Yeah,
0: you're sleeping on it. Like, there's a legit. lot that I'm sleeping on, and I'm really okay show. with that. Like, I uh, ooh, wasn't the Mandalorian on? uh yeah Friday yeah 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 okay and they're releasing that. baby Yoda merch
1: because everyone's obsessed with baby Yoda
0: <laughs> I knew this baby Yoda's cute as fuck though <laughs> baby I'm sorry cute. but like, like d- I'm not even a baby person <laughs> in fact I saw babies today, I was like shouldn't they be sleeping like you yeah. know what I mean? and not bothering me like that's me sorry yeah. but I just that's no, the way I am just not a baby person I'm not fine. but that baby Yoda <laughs> Oh my God, it just it just did this <laughs> thing and it opened his, and then it flapped its lid. Oh my gosh, it's so darling. I think I'm going to buy merch. Th- I haven't bought. This is bought. adorable.
1: <laughs> I, have not I did not realize this is the Baby I Yoda know. was going to have this effect I don't, on I you. I didn't know it <laughs> I,
0: I did not know. I'm going to buy the merch. I admit it. I am buying like a stuffed toy or something. I have no shame. No shame. That's because so you funny. know why? We need mm. joy in life. Life is fucking up everywhere. You dancing in bus shelters. Me like, you know... It
1: wasn't even on the shelter. It was out, like, because...
0: Oh, you less were and out less, and about. There are less and less bus
1: shelters. Oh, yeah,
0: that's there true. There are very
1: few of them. Right. Um And this bus shelter was packed, so we were just standing on the side. This is the backstory. Yeah. And I was, like, listening to music, like, you know, shuffling, because my jam was good. I was in the pocket. And I was then, dancing in,
0: in Farm Boy today. And
1: then um some dude put his music on and was, like, dancing, too. So we were two dancing buddies. And everyone else looked at us like we were weirdos. But right. we were actually having the best time. Because
0: Ottawa does not like unmitigated <laughs> joy. I, it was just like so happy and like we didn't even talk about it. This Baby Yoda is exactly <laughs> your shuffle. Okay, Is my shuffle? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, right. this Baby Yoda is a little bit of joy in a shitty ass world, okay? Baby I'm, I'm, I'm buying up. merch. I'm buying merch. I'm, I'm going to be that bitch. I never I, I never buy that type of merch and this is, anyway, go on. Um.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> I've heard that the Mandalorian is really good. It's really good. Uh, but I, I haven't like watched. That's like, okay. You'll get there. I'll st- I'll, I'll get there. I'll actually yeah. get there.
0: But you know, it's funny because um, Eddie Murphy has a, uh, a comedy special out. No, he has a new movie out, right?
1: Yeah, Black um, Dolomite or something. Uh, yeah, Dolomite is my name.
0: Oh, Dolom- Dolomite is my name. Um, I would like to see one. I will say this: one of the best Tyler movie pair. Tyler Perry movies out there is for colored girls. Mm, okay. You got to watch it. I, I want you to it. watch Four Color girls mm-hmm. and then come back to me. Okay. And we'll, we'll talk.
1: Okay. Okay. Janet
0: Jackson's in it. I'm just saying. Ooh. Okay. This
1: is going to be good. It's
0: like top star. Like, okay. I thought, honestly, when I watched that movie, because it was about, it was black women four black women. Mm hmm okay granted it wasn't by a black woman but no but um i thought it was when i saw it i thought it was it was an antidote Mm, but i wish he i wish he made more of those movies yeah and like i you know i laugh at Medea too but let's retire the caricature and it's this i think he's done his yeah i I think think so he's he's accepted that yeah yeah but at least he knows to move on like it's that same caricature that basketball wives mm-hmm. and real real housewives of Atlanta and that, that loud, angry, blah blah blah, blah caricature. It's, it's from the sapphire, it's from like the slavery idea of the sapphire stereotype. Mm-hmm. So people, I know I just lost you in terms of the sapphire stereotype in slavery, but it's in Wikipedia. So there's no excuse. Google Google Sapphire stereotype and literally Wikipedia will bring it up. Mm -hmm. And basically that's where we get these stereotypes from. It's from slavery. Yeah. It's not like you're like white people didn't think of this like current white people didn't think of this on their own.
1: Like they didn't
0: like these go through history anyway. So on that note, we're out. So, you guys, um, I guess we had a whole intro, so I guess I'll say it at the end, because I didn't say it in the (laughs) intro, because I didn't follow the rules, as usual. That's okay. So, you've heard our our long spiel for Patreon. I'm not going to repeat it right now, because I'm tired, and Barbara's tired, too. Yeah. And she has to get
1: home. And also, like, Google is free, our time is not, Yeah. Woo! Woo! it's a thing yo
0: google is free our time is not pay us please run me my coins (laughs) and with that (laughs) we say Bye. bye. bye